You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tech said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hi. Hi, it's me, Connie Burton. Hey guys, we're back. Hey, Hi. so we were just having a discussion right yeah. before I pressed record. The debate is, is it Martin Scorsese or Martin Scorsese? Message us. Let yeah. us know. Let us know on Instagram, Facebook. We're just wondering. Yeah. We're just wondering. I just want to know. I feel like Scorsese is how the art folk want I you to say it. I it's Scorsese. Yeah. But I say Scorsese. I say Scorsese. 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 Let us know anyway. Like Jen said. Yeah. Mark, where are you taking us tonight? Oh, where are we going? All right. So, for the record, I'm wearing a jacket that I designed. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Always. We would, of course. We would not. We would, only, we would expect nothing less. That's we right. We would only hope. So, you know, anyone listening, I'm wearing like a denim jacket and there's like a digital print of chains that create yeah. this like labyrinth. We'll put a picture of a model we will. in the jacket. Admire it. Can't wait. Can't so wait. Because I'm wearing one of my own designs, I would like to take us to maybe Fashion Week. <gasps> maybe. Kind of. Oh my god, I love this. We're going to Fashion Week. Okay. When, where? The darker side of Fashion Week. Oh god. What does that mean? Before we attend, I would just like to know Mm -hmm. what everyone's favorite fashion brand or designer is. I love Alexander McQueen. Mm. I always have loved him. I am like obsessed with his work. I love how avant-garde it is. And yeah. it's so much more like a production. Like yeah. his fashion shows are literally theatrical. Yeah. 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 Like my favorite, and I forget the name of the show that he did, but the floor was a chess piece. Oh. And all of the models were like players like chess pieces that's uh, yeah and the way they like moved it mm-hmm. was like they were playing a fucking game of chess it was wow. brilliant yeah i that's saw really cool. his exhibit at the met many years ago savage love i wanted to go to that so oh. bad i'm very jealous oh, <laughs> and then there was this like play that was on in the West End in London for a hot second called McQueen. It didn't do very well. Oh, I never there was that. a play? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. It, it wasn't that great, but. Wow. Anyway, what about you, Mark? Oh my God. Mark with a C. Mark with a C. Hi. I like a few different designers. Oh, and I would just like to say that my dream is to have an Alexander McQueen wedding dress. Continue. Oh. We're, we'll find you one. <laughs> we're going to find you one. We're going to the outlet. We're, we're going to the outlet. <laughs> eBay.com. We can just steal Kate Middleton's dress. There, absolutely. Mark? I think for me, I love a few designers. Mason Margiela. Mm-hmm. Rick Owens. Dries Van Noten. I like a lot of people who are more weird, like Home de Garçon, deconstructed, mm-hmm. yes. more emotional, mm-hmm. um, raw, avant-garde, all those things. It speaks to me. I like the uglier things. Yeah. But beautiful. 
But it's like beautiful at the same time. Exactly. I like things that look like, did it go through a lawnmower? Maybe. But did it cost a lot of money? Maybe. But I bought it at an outlet because I don't go to the full price. I can't afford it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the lawnmowers on the runway. Lawnmowers on the runway. Runway. Lawnmowers on the runway. Kitty cat 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 cat. I think for me, Mark and I have a similar aesthetic. So, we do. You know, of course, like the same designers Mark reference are part of my favorites. Yeah. In terms of brands, I love Balmain because Balmain does like this exaggerated like, yeah. 1980s shoulder. It's like mm-hmm. women, it's business favorite. women doing it for themselves. The Kardashians yeah. wear them a lot. Yeah. Oh, well, that just... They, the Kardashians <laughs> like, make it look cheap. Yeah. But I they love... Make it- Fashion Nova. And yeah. in terms of like a specific individual, there's a gentleman named Nicholas Geshkier. He mm-hmm. used to design for Balenciaga mm-hmm. in like the 2000, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Amazing, iconic, hey, legendary. Hey. Now he's like the um, women's ready to wear creative director oh. for Louis Vuitton. And he does ama- fabulous work. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, he and does. I love Eddie Slimane for St. Laurent. Yes, um, Eddie. Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Yeah. I used to Don't you. you. I Bonjour. Many years ago, when I worked for Saint Laurent, mm-hmm. when Eddie Slane was the creative director, they used to call me Lil Eddie. You you have the look. I did. Yeah. Thirty oh. pounds. Thirty pounds ago. Oh. So, anyways, we're talking about fashion because our topic is about fashion. Okay. But it is bizarre buffet, so it's going to have an unusual or dark turn. Oh. So for the topic of this episode, I would like to talk about a trend that specific fashion designers followed. And this oh. trend was a suicide trend <laughs> of hanging themselves. Oh my God, oh. Alexander McQueen. No. Oh, Jen, you. <laughs> Did you crack the goddamn case? Jen is, I swear to God, Jen. So we're going to talk about <laughs> different fashion designers that committed suicide. I can't hanging. wait. And the first one we're going to talk about is Alexander McQueen. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. McQueen. And he is one, to, like, he is, he's amazing. Yeah. To honor his memory, I'm wearing a pair of Alexander McQueen sneakers. Oh my God. Oh my Show them. They're beautiful. Insert photo. Yeah, insert here. Photo. I insert. almost cried when I got them. Yeah. It's like yeah. Frankenstein in the form of They're a sneaker. They're great. I love yeah. them. I want a pair. No. We'll get you one. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, listen. Let's get into it. So the first fashion designer we are going to talk about is Alexander McQueen. He had a very unusual life, very interesting life. So it's funny, Mark, that you're bringing this up because the play that I said earlier that I saw called McQueen literally revolves around his suicide. It takes place in his, like, little, I guess, what do you call it? Like, factory? Yeah. 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 It takes place in his factory and he is literally about to hang himself. Mm. He like has the news, he's ready to go, and then this girl climbs in through the window and is like, Don't do it, don't do it. And she's like been like standing in a tree for fucking months watching him because she was obsessed. And then they like go on this weird journey, got very after school, especially yeah. like very quick. I, I can imagine. And they went on this like journey and he takes her back in time. It was really fucking, yeah. Did she save him? She, she essentially does save him, but you know what his 
fate winds up yeah. being in the end oh. anyway. She wasn't that effective. No, What's she the wasn't. Word? Gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last long in the UK. <laughs> he like was able to bang out one more fashion collection. Only thing about it that was really cool was like during scene changes, they had like dancers that were models that were like in McQueen outfits. Oh, like, cool. Kind of like moving around the stage like they were models. With nooses? They must have no, a high no nooses. No nooses. That sounds kind of cool. I mean, and I, I mean, love the McQueen look. I think it's neat. It was a neat concept until like the girl came <laughs> in through the window. From the tree. Yes, yeah. from the tree. <laughs> from the shake the tree. Shake, shake the, the tree. Shake the McQueen tree. Let's talk about some of these designers. Let's yeah. shake this McQueen tree. Mm -hmm. Born Lee Alexander McQueen on March 17th, 1969, mm -hmm. and he was found dead February 11th, 2010. And we're gonna talk a little bit about his life because certain things about his life did influence his design aesthetic, which we all love on Bizarre Buffet. Yes. yes. He was originally a British fashion designer who started his own fashion label in the early 90s. Growing up, his father worked as a taxi driver and his mom was a teacher. Taxi drivers in the UK actually make pretty decent money. Oh, right. I didn't know They're that. on salary. Okay. Get it. At an early age, Alexander McQueen, or Lee, took an interest in clothing and he would experiment and design dresses for his three sisters since he was one of six children. One of his earliest memories was when he was three years old, he decided to draw a dress on the wall. Wow. Aww. Cute. Very right? cute. So cute. So cute. So cute. When he was 16 years old, he left school. He took a course in tailoring and went to have an apprenticeship as a tailor where he soon evolved into being like a pattern maker for Geeves and Hawks, which was basically like a high-end men's suiting tailoring company. Uh, Geeves and Hawks. And if anyone doesn't know what like pattern making is, it's like the flat shapes that you cut. It's like before the clothing becomes three-dimensional three on yeah. you, it's like what it's... It's original like, form is it's like a blueprint yeah like an perfect architectural yeah a blueprint for, yeah for a garment yeah so he like mastered that which is a fucking pain in the ass like i cannot yeah. pattern make to save my life he um, ended up working for this like high-end you know suiting company and allegedly while he was working for this high-end company he constructed blazers for Prince Charles, where he actually sewed obscenities into the lining of the suits. Oh. Allegedly, but it can't be proven. At the age of 20, he ended up attending Central St. Martin's College for Art and Design, where he received an MFA in fashion design, and this was back in 1992. This school is really known for having avant-garde conceptual fashion designers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you're on like social media or the internet and you see like a weird outfit and it looks like, a, I don't know, a ceramic condom, <laughs> it's coming from that school. It's really fun going down a YouTube rabbit hole and just watching his fashion oh, shows. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff out yeah. there. When he graduated the school, he did like a fashion collection upon graduating. The collection was called Jack the Ripper Stalks His Victims, Cute. which captured the attention of a fashion socialite by the name of Isabella Blow, who soon began to wear his pieces creating like a little bit of a buzz mm. for Alexander. 
and they started a friendship. She was like a person where, send a celebrity this thing you designed, and if they wear it... Well, that's like another memorable moment, too, is like at the Met Gala many years ago when Sarah Jessica Parker wore... Mm -hmm. It was like the tartan... Yep, the tartan plaid. Yeah. Plaid. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You do. Mm -hmm. Yes, girl. Yes. Yes, fashion girl. Jenny McQueen. Jenny McQueen. (laughs) Because he was, you know, such an artist and a, you know, very specific type of designer, he did struggle with money and he ended up living in the basement of Blow's house, that fashion socialite. Yeah. By house. It was probably a fucking mansion. By basement, it was probably like a whole entire It was probably like an apartment in a basement. Yeah. I I highly doubt there was like exposed pipes. I mean, yeah. Just just being real here. Putting it out there. While he was living in her quote-unquote basement, he did put together a fashion collection and it was called Taxi Driver. Oh. Inspired by the Martin Scorsese. What? Shut the fuck fuck up. up. Shut up. Shut up. That's such a good movie. That's like, oh my God. Jodie Foster, me. Robert De Niro. And let's just talk about Jodie. And we were talking about how to pronounce his last name. We were. And also, we need to take a moment for this. This is a sign because we should all just go to the Alexandria store. I don't even know how we started on the Martin Scorsese thing. And then, I don't remember. Yeah. And then you inadvertently said your McQueen story. Yeah. So there's a lot of weirdness happening. Yeah. Well, let's just say I'm glad that I didn't pick this as my topic this week. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, his father was a taxi cab driver. So he was. Wow. There was like a little bit of a parallel. So he put together this collection called like Taxi Driver. Which you said inspired by the Scorsese film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, he presented the collection on a rack in a small room at the Ritz Hotel. So it was before he had these elaborate productions. Right, yeah. know and love. The clothes were stolen. So this collection was really never documented. Allegedly, it is said that he sewed his own locks of hair into the clothes to serve as a label. That's so cool. Isn't that so cool? That is really cool. So as time progressed, he gained more and more of a following due to his equally conceptual and controversial fashion collections with titles such as Highland Rape, where models wore clothes that were slashed and torn with spatters of fake blood. This was supposed to be like an empowering collection because he wanted people to be afraid of the women that was dressed in his clothing. It was kind of misunderstood as misogynistic. Yeah. But that was not his point. So don't come well, for us. You, you take risks in art and fashion. Yeah. You, do. And we you take, definitely do. We take risks in every episode we as, do. And as Tim Gunn says, make it work. He made it work, girl. Designers, make it work. Designers, yeah. make it work. So <laughs> later later down the line, he becomes the creative director for Givenchy. Where Givenchy. His, Givenchy. We love it. Bonjour. 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 Where his designs were not really well received for the iconic fashion label he continued on with this line where he had many of these like iconic moments there was this one moment where a model was wearing this white dress which was spray painted <gasps> yes, by a robot that's oh, one of cool. my favorites. yeah that's really so like cool. she's on this like rotating pedestal and as and this was like the end of the show and yeah. as she's rotating this like robotic <laughs> 
like mechanical was arm pink thing one. was just yeah, yeah. spray paint neon that, green and black paint. that dress was in the exhibit oh you're so lucky you got to see that wow that's so fucking cool and they recreated the chess board like you walked into one no, of the rooms didn't. that had the chess oh board oh my god oh, wow. it was it was probably one of the best exhibits i've ever been to that is amazing like really that's really fucking yeah. cool Another wow. like I love him so much. Oh. Another iconic moment of his was he did this one fashion show or this runway production, which is one of my favorites, where he had all the models, like they looked very like psychotic. They were walking around in a glass tank. Yes. Where they were on the outside, there was a mirror, and the audience could see into the tank, but the models could not see outside of the tank. That's so interesting. So they couldn't see the audience. And really amazing pieces of clothing came out of that. Aside from like the great, highly conceptual shows that he did, a lot of celebrities wore his pieces. Like Bjork, Mm -hmm. David Bowie, Lady Gaga. Was her swan dress McQueen? No, it was not a McQueen dress. I I thought it was. No, I forgot the designer. It wasn't McQueen? It wasn't. But she wore a lot of his work. With... McQueen, a lot of his signature look was his dark themes of death mm-hmm. and romanticism mm-hmm. that was depicted in these very exaggerated silhouettes with really expert level detailing and construction. And you know what, though? Like, something else is like, I love the music selection that went with every single one yes. of his shows. Yeah. It, it was... kind of contradicted like, yeah. what was being presented. He also used a lot of skeleton imagery, which was basically like a literal interpretation of like death. And he did a lot of these like abstract kaleidoscopic prints Mm -hmm. that were like, you know, of spinal columns or butterfly wings. Yeah. Now that like we understand like the aesthetic and all of that stuff, he did become a very successful designer, but... With all of these successes, he was still a human, and he still had a lot of life struggles, which pretty much, in my opinion, influenced some of his designs. Oh, yeah. for sure. You could see his pain in his work. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And in part of his pain, at an early age, he did come out as gay to his family, mm-hmm. which wasn't easily accepted. He also said he was sexually abused from his brother-in-law at an early age. Oh, And in the year 2000, he had a marriage ceremony in Spain. It wasn't really legal at the time, so it was just like a ceremony to his boyfriend, George Forsyth, who was a documentary filmmaker. But a year later, that relationship came to an end. Alexander McQueen also was HIV positive at a time where it was more taboo and there was like less progressive drugs than I was going to say too it was like he was born around a time where it was like he was like there at the the height of the AIDS epidemic and it was a time where like being openly gay was not really accepted yeah absolutely well he was born at a weird time yeah Yeah. where it wasn't accepted but like things were getting better but it still wasn't good yeah yeah. And a little bit later in 2007, his friend Isabella Blow, the socialite that wore his pieces, that really was like yes. supportive of his career, she committed suicide by drinking weed killer. 
Fuck. Like, like not like, like outdoor weed. weed. Like yeah, outdoor. Like, yeah. Like plant. I did Fuck. not. I did not know that that was what she did. Yeah, she killed herself that way. She, I Ooh, believe, honey. If my memory serves me correctly, I think she might have had cancer, mm-hmm. and I think she took her life that way. A few years later, on. February 3rd, the day before Mark's birthday. Once again, all terrible things. Um, (laughs) Alexander McQueen lost his mother, which he was really close with. Eight days after the death death of his mother, Alexander McQueen was found dead on February 11th from his housekeeper. He'd hung himself in his closet Mm. or wardrobe or... Whatever mansions have. Yeah, whatever. An entire room dedicated to beautiful clothes. Yeah. Friends of his say that around the time of his death, he was heavily involved with drugs. He also battled anxiety and depressive disorder where he actually had two suicide attempts by drug overdose, both in May and July of 2009. One really interesting thing that happened after his death death was a conceptual art piece was made by a woman named Tina Gorjanic to which she made quote unquote human leather from it was basically pig leather slash McQueen's DNA cells that she had somehow acquired from his from one of his earlier fashion collections mm. because he used so, to put pieces of like himself so she in the grew this pig leather in and he also like put like pieces of his like clothes like his own clothing into his i'm sure he did yeah i'm sure that sounds like it would be a thing yeah but she like made this leather that was grown in a lab that was eventually tanned and tattooed because he had tattoos as well. Oh, they replicated the tattoo. They replicated the wow. tattoos oh, on this shit. leather. It was designed to look like his skin. Now, McQueen's parents did not condone the use <laughs> of his personal DNA for fashion projects. I bet. I would assume not. Yeah. But they did acknowledge that this project is exactly the sort of fashion experiments that he would have enjoyed. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad that at least his parents honored that. Yeah, they validated that, like, he would have done this or appreciated this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, like, I remember, like, in a past episode, we were like, oh, what do we want our... What do we want to happen to our bodies when we're dead? And I was like... Somebody to fuck it. No. Well... I'll do that. But Thank you. I was like, I said, wow. I was like, you want it. I remember I you want my body to be made into clothes. And it has nothing to do with Alexander McQueen. I didn't actually know that that happened. Yeah. Until, you know, recently. Wow. All right. So we're going to move on to the next designer. And this won't be like, McQueen is such a like. Yeah. He's big. Yeah. Thing. You could do an entire episode oh, on yeah. his, his life. You well, could do an everything. entire season. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you that segment that you just did was better than the McQueen HBO documentary that Which we watched. I actually, it was awful. I'm going to put that out there. Go I ahead. still haven't seen that because I feel like I would get too emotional. Well, you know what? You might feel annoyed 
instead of emotional. Really? Yeah. Okay. I still like, I remember when it came out and I just was like, I feel like it's like the same with like the Amy Winehouse documentary, which I still have not watched. Are we ready for the next designer? Yeah. Ready. All right. The next designer that we're going to talk about is Loren Scott. She killed herself in 2014. Just a little background about her. Loren Scott was born in April of 1968. She died March 2014. Loren Scott was an American model originally. She was a fashion designer and a stylist. Her original name was Laura Bambro. Bambro. I can see why she changed it. I would change it too if that was my last name. Laura Bambro, which was given to her from her Mormon adoptive parents. Mormon? Mormon. Wow. Keep, sweet, pray, obey. Yeah. Oh, God. So by the the age of 12, she grew to being (laughs) six feet tall. At 12? At 12. She was six feet she, tall. She was a tall girl. At 12? That was a big, yep. big girl. She was a big Dang. girl. Wow. Oh, All right. That's why she was like a model. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. The fashion industry loves a tall. They do. Yeah. A tall, leggy Person. gal. Yeah. yeah. At 16 years old, she was spotted by photographer Bruce Weber. He's famous. He, he is famous. Yeah. And he also, famous. he advised her to go to Paris. So one year later, she purchased a one-way ticket to Paris. After telling her parents, she was just going to New York. Oh, you cheeky girl. Yeah. Cheeky little gal. <laughs> so during this time, she worked for Paris-based agencies where she went to work for designers like Terry Mugler. Oh, R.I.P. Terry. you know, the fashion brand (laughs) Chanel. She was also a model for photographers like Guy Bourdin and Jean-Paul Goud. Oh, we love Jean-Paul Goud. Mark was wearing a Grace Jones shirt in the last episode, and they were not married, but together. I love Grace Jones. Pull up to the bumper. Jean-Paul Goud did a lot of great creative work. Oh, he did fantastic with work. Grace Jones. I think his best work was with Grace that, Jones. Yeah, his work, his, his good work ended with Grace. Yeah. Um, Lorenz Scott's first commercial success, she was a set of legs for a pantyhose ad. <laughs> Just legs. For Pretty Polly hosiery ad. You know what's really funny that you bring that up? Because what? when I was getting my nails done... <laughs> Like, we were talking, because they always like to take a picture, like, of my nails after they're done. Yeah. And the way, like, they pose it. I always joke, and I'm like, you know, hand models make really good money. I'm sure they do. Like, <laughs> I should just do this for a living. I come every two weeks, and I do, Just like, show them, yeah. Hands. And so, I'm sure legs, I'm sure legs do, too. I'm sure legs make good yeah. money, too. I guess in the ad, it was like a clock. The clock had a set of legs with pantyhose. Oh, and cute. It was, Very it was cute. Her I like that. Leg. It was her legs. I like it. So, in the early 90s, she ended up moving back to California where she established herself as a fashion stylist. Here she was able to land a gig where she styled um, Elizabeth Taylor in her White Diamonds campaign. Oh, these have always brought me luck. That fragrance happens to be like the world's top selling celebrity fragrance. Well, it smells like every it, like, lady. It smells like what what's her name? Isabella Blow in Justice. <laughs> 
Oh, it smells like weed killer? <laughs> yes. I'm sure it does. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> she also designed clothing for the remake of this French film called Diabolique. Diabolique. Oh, really? The yes. Sharon Stone the one? Sharon Stone oh, one. Oh, shit. Sharon Stone and I had a moment. Say yes. what? Oh my god. How did you have a moment with Sharon? So I did extra work for this film that had Sharon Stone in it. There were like who else? Christopher Walken, John Zatoro, um Rosie Perez was in it. Oh god, Alicia Silverstone, Felicia Rashad. It was like yeah. They always have to take pictures of the extras in their costumes. Okay. Just for like portfolio reasons. And I guess they were really behind schedule. So Sharon Stone took the camera from like the from the from like wardrobe and started taking all of our pictures and like Sharon Stone literally took my picture. She's so, okay. She's first a of all, fucking team awesome. player. Wow. That player. is awesome. Wow. But number two, she showed up to work. She did. She did. She's an industry gal. Wow. So I'm, that's my Sharon Stone story. Continue. Oh my I, god. That is so cool. It was worth I, doing this episode just, just to hear, to hear story, that. Jen. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, that was like, many, many yeah. moons ago. Oh my so, god! Yeah, that's from I mean, college. That's so, so cool. Sharon Stone was in this film called Diabolique. Yeah, which I, I fucking love that movie. So Lauren Scott also designed some of the wardrobe or costume pieces for Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, another great film. Wow. Great okay. Movie. Stanley Kubrick, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh and Lauren Scott also had a lot of like celebrity clients. You know, she styled Madonna. She also styled. Yeah. Julia Roberts. In more recent times, she was more well known for her collaboration with Mick Jagger. Mick. Mick Jagger for designing his costumes for the Rolling Stones tours. Some of these designs was like a gorilla coat mm-hmm. covered I know in ostrich ex- feathers. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. She did this really like elaborate gold embroidered jacket too that was inspired by the artist Gustav Klimt. Oh, Clamped. Clamped is a great artist, too. R.I.P. R.I.P. Clamped. Clamped photos. Yeah. Insert Clamped for YouTube. video. Yeah. Love it. Insert Clamped. Yeah, it's me on a Clamped body. And me, too. Yeah. We're we're in the... All of us in the (laughs) Clamped. She ended up forming a relationship with Mick Jagger in 2001, which was her longest relationship for, in the past, she did have two short-lived marriages. Mm Mm-hmm. She was also pretty private about her life but she was definitely plagued with anxiety insecurity and a whole lot of debt oh stop me i feel like a lot of fashion designers though go into a lot of debt yeah Yeah. it's a very expensive world exactly especially like for like just materials alone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, for sure. I mean, for me personally, that's the biggest challenge that I face as a fashion designer is the financial aspects. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Because a lot of money that's put into it, the creation. It's a very risky, like, profession to get into. It is. It is a million percent. After, you know, a long period of her battling depression and a lot of, you know, problems later in life she was found dead by her assistant in her chelsea apartment she was found hanging by one of her black satin neckties which she 
had tied to a door handle in her apartment and hung herself with it. I don't understand a doorknob. I don't get it. Robin Williams, I think, did the same yeah. thing. How is that possible? It's more popular. Can somebody tell I, me? Well, that's the thing. That's why I wanted to make this into a topic because there's another suicide I'm going to talk about too or it's a doorknob situation. I never but, understood that. Like, how long is the rope? Yeah. You always see in film and I television that, that is yeah. like if coming we, from the ceiling. Nothing, yeah. But I feel like, and listen, I'm not condoning suicide. No. But I feel like the doorknob is probably a longer and more drawn out one would think death yeah it would be like if you like i believe mcqueen was like hanging in the closet yeah i tried to look up like the autopsy stuff and the details but it is impossible to find it's probably padlocked i'm sure to think about what kind of doorknobs are they are they round are they cylindrical how tall is the room yeah how high up is the doorknob yeah are they using a rope are they using a belt are they yeah but can we also just add some controversy for lorenzo Scott, years ago, I heard that, listen, I don't claim this to be true, but Loren Scott was turning 50 and Mick Jagger told her, I don't date anybody who's 50 or above. And that also contributed. And I mean, listen, I don't know. I can believe it. I wasn't there. Also, he has a reputation of being a hoe. Yes, he was. Mark actually was in the room when it happened. I was. I was there, but don't tell Don't tell anybody. Don't tell Mick Jagger. Yeah, he doesn't know I was there. So when she was found, you know, her assistant had arrived at the apartment that morning at 10 a.m. where she saw her slumped dead on the kitchen floor, her neck tied to the the door handle to their balcony. It is said that she used a necktie because apparently that's more effective in committing suicide. Her final Instagram post, which was removed after her death, said, fashion is the armor to survive the reality of life. So it's almost kind of like, you know, the persona that you put on, you know, like I know I wear a lot of like leather and chain and all that stuff. And it's, like, my way of saying, like, don't fuck with me. I'm a badass and I'm yeah, angry. Yeah, of course. It's, you like, know. fashion tells stories. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. You can tell a lot by just looking at how somebody dresses and somebody yeah. puts themselves together. Yeah. This is debatable, but at the time, her company was going bankrupt. And allegedly, her and Mick Jagger's romantic relationship was coming to an end. Oh. Like oh, you said. Oh, Mark oh, was in the room oh, and it happened, oh. everybody. I was there. I was there. I was under the bed and I was going, stop me up. Yeah. <laughs> stop me up and I'm a number. Never stop. But he's Never like, stop. he's old as fuck. So he, he is. He's like 75 But he's now. ran like, through women. He, Jerry Hall. Who was he to say? Who was like, he to say old? that Jerry Hall wasn't good enough? Let me tell you something. I wouldn't fuck him when he was younger, and I wouldn't fuck him when he was older. That Fact. man is ugly yeah. as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he remains that. I would that. only screw him for his money. I mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That man is ugly. Yeah. Here's one really fucking weird thing about her death. Oh, tell Okay, this is really eerie. We need it. So the most eerie thing about her death was a Facebook slash Twitter post, which was posted just a few hours after her death. Oh. 
It should also be noted that her posts were on a schedule. So she scheduled kind of like posts. scheduled them scheduled ahead posts. of time. I, yep. I schedule them I sometimes think, for Bizarre Buffet. I think buffet. a lot of yeah. influencers do that too. Call back to our last episode, yeah. Courtney Clenny. Courtney Clenny. Jesus cross and boobs. Yeah. I didn't do nothing. Cuban food. So her, <laughs> so her posts were scheduled. The last post that was like scheduled that they had to remove is really weird. It's a photo. It's, it's quite an unusual coincidence considering the circumstances of her death. Oh boy. In this post, we see a tree in a very dark forest and it's brightly illuminated. From this tree, multiple dresses are suspended by hangers from multiple tree branches. Were they her dresses? Almost looking like hanging bodies. I don't know if they were her dresses. I'm going to assume yes. Okay. But the dresses look like hanging bodies that were lynched. After the post, they it look was, like hanging prom gowns yeah. off of like. It looks like the Disney princesses in a tree. Yeah, yeah. but I can I can see the connection. Yeah. It looks like hanging. It's a very interesting photo. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, we do have a YouTube channel, so we're going to yeah, post the, the photo. Yeah, and the photo will be listed. It's, it's very bizarre. It is. And a lot of her followers were upset by the image because it looks like bodies hanging from a tree, and she died by strangulation. Listen, I wasn't a fan of, like, her designs. I, I'm like, whatever. You don't have to be. I don't have to be a fan of her designs. It's okay. I always thought that that post was so weird it is and part of her death more strange it it does and i can tell you like every so often i make schedule posts for the podcast i can say that if somebody wanted to in theory and they were to map out a time i'm not saying that anybody should fucking do this don't do it if somebody is very serious about doing something like suicide they would probably have an idea of when they could make a post that would come out after their death. Yeah. If they really have it mapped out and they're like, this is the end all be all. Show. We're going to move on to the last one. All right. This one's a little more recent. We're going to talk about the suicide of Kate Spade. I forgot, Kate that, Spade. I forgot that, that she she passed from suicide. Yeah. I, I feel like she was in a cluster with like Robin Williams. I feel like they were in a similar time. Well, there's a tie. Between oh. her. Oh, tie, shit. Pun intended or no a pun tie. intended. Let's there's get into a, there it. There was a tie kind of between her and Robin Williams. Wow. Interesting. Okay. She was a, another like iconic fashion designer. She sure was. She unfortunately. She prints. Yeah. Like, patterns. Yeah. A lot of fun patterns. She does. Yeah. So her death was in 2018. So it's, it's more recent. Yeah. So Kate Spade, she was born in 1962. She was born as Catherine Noel Brosnahan. Oh, Kate Spade sounds better for sure. Yeah. Kate Spade was the founder and co-owner of her brand, Kate Spade. At Kate Spade. At Kate Spade. (laughs) Originally, she was born in Kansas City, Missouri to parents who owned a construction company. While in college, she studied journalism in hopes of getting into, like, television production. During that time in 1985, she worked in a men's clothing store where she met her future husband, Andy Spade. David Spade's brother. David Spade's brother. I did not (laughs) realize that that was a a connection. I didn't either until I was doing all this research. I did not realize that David Spade was an actual connection to Kate Spade. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? It's like David Spade, it sounds like such a stage name that it's not like... Real. 
a legal and name. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, for well, sure. I always thought it was just like a coincidence. Yeah, I agree. It's a good name. It, it is. Business and stage. For sure. And when I was doing my research, I saw this TV interview and it was with David Spade and it was shortly after the death of Kate Spade. He was like promoting like a book, like an audio book that he was doing mm-hmm. and a new movie he did. At the end of the interview, and because he's like a comedian, right? It was like very lighthearted and everything. And at the end, the, the news anchor lady was like one of those like "Good Morning America" sort of thing. She was like, "I just want to acknowledge the death of your sister-in-law, Kate Spade." Da, 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 da. Like everyone loved her, and he got like emotional, and oh. it was really sad because like you know you're used to he's seeing so him funny. in comedy. Yeah, he's very funny, yeah. and yeah. You, and she was just saying like it's a tragedy. We're all like upset about this and you could just tell like he was really devastated and coming from like a comedian david spade's brother andy spade eventually you know did become kate spade's husband and future business partner Mm -hmm. a year later and i believe in like 1986 kate and her husband moved to manhattan kate worked in an accessories department at madame Moselle. Mademoiselle. 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 Bonjour. Bonjour. Mademoiselle. She achieved senior fashion editor slash head of accessories in 1991. Yes, girl. And it was during this time she realized and noticed that the fashion market lacked affordable yet stylish handbags. Yeah. Yes. So she's like, all right, I'm going to start my own label. Good for her. So she starts her own label in 1993. Her design style was very practical in shape. With a little, like, vintage kind of influences. It was kind of Prada-esque. Very Prada-esque, but with, like, a quirky element. I feel like it's like if Prada and Betsy Johnson made a baby. Yeah, I could see that. Right? Yeah. So often you would see, like, very bold floral prints. You would see polka dots. You would see a lot of these, like, whimsical colors. For some people listening who may not be from America, I don't know if this would translate exactly, but Kate Spade in like the 90s slash early 2000s was like the shit that was a name that like if you had a kate spade bag it was like it still was a pretty fucking big deal yeah yeah yeah. i mean kate spade still even today still exists i think i put like a kate spade picture frame on my wedding registry that's really nice (laughs) what does it look like i think it's green I gotta find it and then yeah. I'll send you a Yeah, picture. I would like to see it. But anyway. But yes, Kate Spade yeah, Kate has Spade like... Is, has stood the test of time. She yeah. has. Yeah. Well, eventually she launched her first line, which consisted of six handbags. Her husband had basically, like, he had to really help fund it. So he pulled out his 401k to help finance this. After showing her first collection, her line caught the mainstream attention because her bags were like moderately priced between like 150 to 450 where at a time like a Gucci bag was like 1200 like she was definitely obtainable but still in that like luxury-esque yeah vibe. Like, it, like it's an elevated item but yeah. like regular people could yeah. buy this yeah 
you know, like a normal person would get like a Kate Spade bag for their birthday or Christmas. Yeah, for sure. Her bags caught on quickly. They caught on so quickly that Anna Wintour even said that it was impossible to walk one city block in New York and not see someone wearing a Kate Spade bag. Damn. Which I don't know if that was like a compliment or like a jab. Well, it's Anna Wintour, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. So as time progressed, you know, Kate Spade's company grew more and more. They began to, you know, make ready-to-wear accessories, eyewear, gift objects, like a frame. Like a frame, bitch. But, like, there's a lot of household items now, too. They expanded. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. there isn't, like, an interview that they have, and she's, like, walking through her beautiful apartment penthouse or whatever in new york city and there's a lot of like art objects in it so she was definitely like very passionate about that as well that's very cool and there's even a short-lived men's line called jack spade which a lot of people don't know i know jack spade it was they did a lot of men's bags her business did grow in 2004 she eventually sold 56 percent of her business to neiman marcus great call yeah Smart. How did it tank later? Smart. <laughs> Very smart. That's something Michael Kor should have done. So she sold 56% of her business to Neiman Marcus, which helped her business expand globally. Two years later, she sold the remaining 44% of her Even business. Even smarter. To Neiman Marcus. So this, so, she so was smart as fuck. She was removed entirely. Yeah. I'm like, good for you. Exactly. She was removed. Wow. Even though, you know, when they died in the... Kate Spade Retail Corporation that was bought out by Coach. They're like, she was still really involved in the business. And they uh, say that about everyone. Of yeah. course they was do. Was she really involved? Or did she just do like visits every now and then at the she flagship? She probably didn't even you do know, visits. Like, after selling ownership to Kate Spade, you know, she did this so she could take several years off to focus on raising her newborn daughter, who was born in 2005. Oh, wow. It was really about just spending time with family. And she got, like, I think 120 or $130 million for selling it. Damn, Spade. That's awesome. Moving Kate to damn Spade. Yeah, like, that's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Two years later, 2018, a housekeeper finds Kate Spade dead in her Manhattan apartment with a suicide note, which was addressed to her daughter, who was 13 years old at the time. She was found hung by a scarf, which she had tied to a doorknob. I don't understand it, but okay. Yeah, Yeah. I don't either at all. No. And to be more, you know, gruesome and morbid, the suicide note, it said that she loved her daughter and that it was not her daughter's fault. And then she told her daughter to quote unquote, ask daddy. Mm -hmm. So at that time, her and her husband were separated. They were not living together. Her husband stated that Kate suffered from both depression and anxiety for many years. She was actively seeking help with doctors to treat her disease. He also mentions that they were in touch the night before her death and she seemed completely happy and normal, which I feel like is a common theme 
and a yeah. lot of suicide well, that's situations. also a thing too yeah. it's like a lot of times people with depression it's i i have depression and like it ebbs yeah. and it flows like yeah, there it are does. days where it's like you can be like on a high and life is amazing and then the next day it's like you feel worthless yeah, yeah. absolutely i've had experience with the same thing so you it's know? like i, I always get, get annoyed when people are like well everything was fine the day before but that was yesterday well yeah. exactly today's a new day yeah right. and it's like and if this woman suffered with this for a very long exactly. time you know like so, that shit always pisses me off with suicides and people are like well everything was fine yeah. exactly so, it's easy for someone who's never dealt with depression or anxiety to be like oh yeah everything was fine yeah. you look fine you look fine <laughs> You don't seem sad. You don't yeah. seem sad. Yeah. <laughs> All those bullshit fucking responses that people love. Yeah. I fucking hate that shit. After her death, her sister, you know, spoke to the Daily Mail and other like news publications, mentioning that Kate was bipolar and also obsessed with Robin Williams' suicide. Oh, shut up. Yeah. But you know what, though? Oh, like, boy. if you were to ask me. If you were to ask me a celebrity death that, like, you're still not over, like, mm-hmm. for me, it's Robin Williams. So do you think it could have been the same for her? It could have been. I just find it, like, it's very hard for me to, like, watch his movies. Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah, I get it. Well, when I was doing my research for this, I went down, like, so many of these fucking rabbit holes, and that's why it took me so long to, like, put this episode together. There was a psychologist who analyzed interview footage of celebrities that killed themselves. Interesting. One of them being Robin Williams. And he said that a lot of people that deal with anxiety and depression make great comedians because they're, they're like projecting that onto themselves. They're deflecting. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. And he also did Kate Spade Mm -hmm. as well. And he was talking about how in some of her interviews later in life, she starts to close her eyes for longer periods of time during her responses. Wow. And that, to wow, from his angle, that is an indicator that her closing her eyes for extended periods of time meant that she did not want to be present in that situation. Yeah. Which you was can, a red yeah, flag for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah. then also I could also be like, well, maybe her fucking eyes were dry that day. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't really know. I know, but there's a million. There's, but it, it, but these sorts of situations do make you think about they things. Do. And of course. And look deeper into everything. Yeah, of course. You know? To close up the Kate Spade saga, her sister said that Kate was self-medicating with alcohol and didn't want to seek help for it could quote unquote damage her brand. And her brand was very much like happy-go-lucky. Take that with a grain of salt. You know, the, the rest of the family disagreed with this one sister that came out of the woodwork. Could that be a possibility? Of course it yeah. could be. I but mean, it always She didn't even be. own the brand anymore. And yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody would know Kate Spade walking down the street and be like, Oh, Kate Spade, like the handbags. I highly yeah. doubt it. But anyway... So to close this episode out, you know, for me, these stories, they always kind of stuck with me because I found it very unusual that three highly successful fashion designers all chose the same methods for suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sad that they killed themselves, but it's even sadder that they did it by hanging and strangulation. I feel like that's not like an easy way to go. Thinking about this, it makes me wonder, you know, is there any meaning behind it? You know, why did they all choose this method of suicide? Is it just because it's 
convenient and effective or was there something deeper to it? And I also feel that with like Alexander McQueen, all of his designs was basically a warning sign leading up to a suicide. It definitely, like, yeah. it was. Like I said yeah. earlier, like, you could see his pain through his work. Yeah. Absolutely. And on the contrary, if you look at Lorenz Scott and Kate Spade, their design aesthetic was the complete polar opposite. It was. It's very whimsical mm-hmm. and safe and commercial. So I just wonder, like, with these specific designers, why was it strangulation that they chose? And I do know that there are a lot of other fashion designers that have committed suicide as aside from just them but these are like the three high profile ones and the three that all they all did it in very similar ways and i think that's very bizarre oh yeah it is i think in the case of alexander mcqueen like his particularly was a reflection of his depression and you know various things that he was working through emotionally Mm -hmm. mentally But I think in terms of Kate Spade and Loren Scott, who are people who aren't doing things about corpses and skeletons, you know, they're an example of people who are essentially like the people who mask. Right. Right. The people who are like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But meanwhile, they're the people who are suffering the most. So I think in terms of like the strangulation method, I don't know where or why, because it I feel like all three examples are perfect examples of people who could have depression and different Mm -hmm. um, illnesses. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. It is. Did they all kill themselves at one of their brand items? I don't, I (laughs) wonder that. I don't, I mean, listen, I'm wondering. I think Lorenz Scott did. Really? Yeah. I heard Kate Spade. I thought I heard. I don't. Don't quote I me mean, on this. I mean, it would make sense. Well, you were in the like room when Mick Jagger told Lauren Scott. I was when he, he told her. He date anyone over fifty. I was, and then at the same time, when Kate Spade sold the remaining share of her company, Kate Spade Inc. Mm-hmm. trademark, she. <laughs> You were also there. I was also there for that. You were also in the basement that Alexander McQueen lived in. I was. Went with Isabella Blow. Yes. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You were but there. She yeah. did, but it's funny because Isabella Blow was a quote unquote fashion icon, but she used weed killer rather than strangulation. Yeah, yeah that has nothing to do with fashion. Very interesting. That has Very to do with killing weeds. Though, that all three decided to hang themselves. Wow. Well, very interesting coincidence. That very, was a very good, Mark. Yeah, thank you. That was great. That was great. And you know, we anytime we talk about suicide, we tell everyone like, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Call. Yeah, seriously, call the suicide it is. Hotline. Yeah. We are not encouraging suicide. If you're thinking about it, call nine eight eight for the love of God. Do it. So in the meantime. Go on patreon.com slash bizarre buffet. You can. You absolutely can because you should live and thrive and, and help us. You subscribing to Patreon helps us be mm. able to provide you with content. Yeah, don't does. you want some awesome content we, week after week from us? I like, know. Obviously. Week after week on here. Subscribing on Tricking. our subscribing on our Patreon, you will get a handmade pin. From Bizarre yep. Buffet, Sir, if you go to the highest level tier, you get blindfolded drawings. You get a bunch of shit, you okay? Get some, you get some just shit. Yeah, why don't website. you just do it because you love our us. Our website breaks it down, BizarreBuffet.com. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Instagram yeah. at Bizarre Buffet. Facebook at Bizarre Buffet. Just love us. Yeah. Just love us. Love Show us. your support. Yeah. Share our videos or else we're going to Lorenz Scott ourselves Yeah. on YouTube.
and on all. Also, I'm a fashion designer myself, <laughs> and if you wanna, if you don't want me to hang myself, follow uh, me d- on um, Instagram. Yeah, Mark Toriello. Until next time. Mm. I'm not over fifty, and Mick Jagger would date me. <laughs> and I'm the bed that Mark hid under while he listened to that conversation yes, yes, that yes. Mick Jagger had yes. with Lorenz Scott. Yes. I'm Mark Toriello because I'm the fashion designer. Uh, d- yes, yes. Too yes. selfish to commit suicide. Yeah, there you go. Be too that. selfish. Don't yes. commit suicide. Start me up with the Rolling Stones. <laughs>